Hello, loyal royals. It is Timmy, um, the queen from In the Queen's Throne Room, your hostess with the mostest. I'm just here to quickly give um, a little uh, preemptive disclaimer, I guess is the best way to describe it. But um, we had some, uh, I guess, technical issues during this episode. So some of the audio kind of overlaps. Just be prepared for that. We weren't talking over each other. We tried not to. Um, but just wanted to let you know. Um, but enjoy the episode. I'll see you in the throne room. Ladies, gentlemen, gender nonconforming, welcome back to In the Queen's Throne Room, the witchiest podcast in this corner of the kingdom. I am your host, Timmy, the one, the only, the queen herself. We are back again here for some more spooky fun. It is still October. We're still having a good time with that. And I thought for this week, um, we continue over with our little vampire theme from last week after discussing The Lost Boys with Erin and discuss another vi- vampire film. Well, two of them, but we'll get to that. But before we get to that, I obviously need another vampire lover in the throne room. And for that reason, we have another returning guest in the throne room. So um, let's welcome back Monica. Monica, so glad to have you back. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Timmy. Thanks for having me back. I love vampires. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited too. So, so excited to have you back. Um, quite a topic switch from last time, though. That is very true. <laughs> yeah. Because last time we were talking about the DCP, and now we're talking about vampires. Like, it's definitely a 180. Yeah. And it's not like the cute, like, Vampirina vampires. Like, this is. This is big, horror, gnarly, fanged vampires. For sure, yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. And to let everyone know exactly what vampires are talking about, we are talking about the vampires from Fright Night. And as I said, we're doing two films. So we are covering both the original 1984 film um, directed by Tom Holland and the 2011 remake starring... um, Anton Yelchin, Colin Farrell, Tony Collette, um, David oh, Tennant, literally, <laughs> like the the perfect like revival cast for a film like this, which um we'll get into more of that later, but um yeah, the, uh we I I feel like the, these are like kind of the perfect films that mimic um exactly how like the vampire craze has changed over time so i thought it'd be a perfect one to discuss this halloween season since vampires are always popular around this time of the year yeah wait what did you say <laughs> oh just most definitely yeah they mm-hmm. are definitely very one of the main monsters if we you know do costumes movies they're they're up there oh yeah and and i feel like these kind of like started like uh, the craze with that like I know we talked about last week how we think the Lost Boys kind of started it because they very much were the blueprint for um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer where it became really popular but mm-hmm. I feel like this I feel like Jerry Dandridge is probably one of the earliest aside from Dracula that well I think he's the first like since Dracula that actually like people can put a name to the to the vampire 
rather than just like vampires or Draculas like you know what I mean oh for sure yeah I mean it's iconic for him to be Jerry the vampire like what kind yeah. of name is that for vampire <laughs> <laughs> yep which um so to kind of give like a bit of um background on the film so both of them kind of follow like a similar plot line but it's basically about um a vampire living next door um killing um a bunch of people usually women um and just kind of um want the central character uh wanting um to save them which which is like um a really really interesting like storyline like kind of brings the vampires to suburbia instead of the vampires to castles and stuff so right yeah but i thought um to kind of kick kick off the discussion a bit more um we start with how we kind of discovered um both of these films so uh i'll ask monica that question like so how did you like kind of come across and fall in love with um the the these blood-sucking films you know yeah well when i was younger i really didn't like reading i always loved watching movies and i found dracula but for kids and so that kind of started my obsession with vampires I will mm-hmm. say that the Lost Boys definitely played a role. My parents, <laughs> you know, they grew up in the 80s, so they were like, oh, hey, yeah. like, you like vampires? Like, and here's like a sneak peek into what it was like when vampire movies came out in our time. And then, of course, Anne Rice, another gateway. Oh, movie. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think I just randomly found Fright Night. And the first time I watched it, I was just obsessed. I'm like, this is amazing. Like, these vampires it's kind of paying homage to Bram Stoker because we have the vampire that can transform into fog and you know he's kind of scary at times like he he is a real monster he's not just this beautiful immortal being yeah and then of course I was super excited with the remake yeah (laughs) So, so, so you did find the um the original first I did yes yeah for sure yeah yeah, see, it's funny because I first discovered it because of the remake. Ah, okay. Yeah, it was um because uh like I wasn't when I was younger, I wasn't really a movie buff. That didn't come until I think I was like in high school maybe. Okay. Um maybe end of mus- uh middle school. Like I just didn't um even though I loved vampires, um uh, I kind of discovered them mostly through reading. Mm-hmm. Um because I because I read Twilight. Um, oh yes, Twilight hard always. Yeah, that that was that that was the beginning. Which um, they make a comment about it in um, the the remake. They do. Um, which <laughs> I I know if I saw the remake when it was released, I would have been so mad because I I was the one getting all those comments, and I was deep deep into um the Twilight series. Like I was on all the social media, all of that. But I remember seeing, like, previews for it. Mm -hmm. And it kind of came out around the time that I was, like, um, figuring out my sexuality. I kind of couldn't deny it anymore. So I vividly remember, like, seeing um, Colin Farrell, like, grease monkeyed up in a wife beater, all muscly (laughs) and dark and mysterious with, like, dark eyes and, like, that... Uh, he, he's just he's so sexy he is. and I was yeah and so I was like oh what's this oh I, I want I'm, I might want to see this but then I saw like it was kind of 
darker and gritty. And at the time I kind of wasn't, I hadn't really gone into horror films and I was like, I'd rather see vampires as they are in the twilight films, like hot and kind of love interest, like kind of the good guys. And this kind of flip that. So I was like, I'm like, I'm not into that. No. Um, so I didn't see it. Um, and then I think I saw a review of it and people's, and the review wasn't exactly glowing. Yeah. Um, but it, it was it was someone who's not a big horror fan. Mm-hmm. So and that's always something you have to kind of consider um, when looking at these things, especially because like as time went on, I really got into horror. Um, I've, I'm pretty sure I've seen all the big ones at this point in my life. And um, when I started getting into it, I was definitely like into the slashers. Uh, like Halloween and Friday the 13th. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the uh, 80s were perfect for that. Yeah. Time. Yeah, and then I, f- I found out that that film wasn't the original. It was a remake. And I was like, oh, well, one day I should watch the original. And then um, on another podcast I listened to recently, um, they recommended, they like um did a whole podcast on their, um the five most perfect horror films that they've seen. Oh, and this was one and the original Fright Night was one of them. And so I was like, oh, I have to watch it because they explained like the plot. And it just it seemed like it seen it get it gave me like because I feel like it has kind of like a horror comedy vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Like both of them do. Right. Um and it's kind of meta Ooh. because it talks about um uh like uh who who is it um uh like this uh horror host like an elvira type person which were very popular in the 80s right, peter vincent doing on um, this show and yeah and so I, I was like i was like oh this seems perfect because i love the scream films mm-hmm. and it's about vampires so i'm like even better so then i finally watched it and i was like this is really good and then i started and I think I, I think it was actually you because I, I talked about it and you're like, oh, you have to watch the remake. You have to. If you really like the original, you have to watch the remake. Yes, that was me. So like, yeah. <laughs> so literally the next day I watched the remake and I was like, oh, my God, this is such a good remake. They did such a good job. So like. um So after that, I, I was just like, I'm like, these films were just made for me. And they're probably two of my all time faves now. <gasps> um which, like, because my favorite horror film for, like, the longest time has been An American Werewolf in London. But I think these two kind of give it a run for their run for its money um, a bit. But it is um, also another amazing film. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, I God, I could go on and on about that one. But these <laughs> these are just so fun. They're so, they're so much fun. Like, I mean, American Werewolf is fun, too. But yeah. Um. These are a good time. They are. But, but I mean, they're amazing, so. <laughs> Can't deny that. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think to kind of discuss these, because they are a remake, and similar. I thought a compare contrast would kind of be good um, to start this. Um, but I think what people, people will be surprised to hear, considering we're kind of in the era of remakes we've gotten a lot of horror remakes we've gotten disney remakes we've gotten remakes of like classic films that should never be touched <laughs> but people are just like fuck it let's do it anyway um but um so 
But I feel like these films are two completely different entities. Like, there's very little that kind of draws them together. That, and I would say, arguably, that they are very much films of their times. Like, the original is very much 80s. This modern one is, you know, a bit of a more modern take. I mean, they're in the remake. They're living in the suburbs of Las Vegas. So, and as Charlie describes it there, yeah. it's the perfect hunting ground because people come and go without really leaving a name behind. Yeah. And, but I, I would definitely agree that even though they share the same title, there's no real argument when it comes to the original versus the remake because they're very different. It's very much different. within its yeah. own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, like, again, they had to kind of change with the times because the the remake came like post the vampire craze. And this came kind of during when I think the only other um, that really was successful as a vampire film was probably like Salem's lot. I think that came out like either like a little bit before, a little bit after it wasn't until the lost boys that really caught mm-hmm. on. Um, so like, it was definitely going for more scary vampire, more sinister. Yeah. Um, even though I, I would say the original kind of has a lighter vibe than the remake. Um, In terms of... I feel the remake... That it's... I don't know. It just... It's campier, which I mean might be kind of a sign of the times. Mm-hmm. But it just... I feel in the original, there's so much more, like, backstory. So much more, um, like, coming of age aspects. Like, it, it, it takes itself a bit more seriously than... um the original which kind of like i feel like it pokes fun a bit um a bit more but yeah um but basically like to kind of start off i thought we would do the comparisons because as we said there's very little but they're there like that they're very they're very in your face you'll see them you'll notice them there um but uh so basically i think the most basic thing is kind of the plot line like the basic plot Mm. line um it basically follows um this one character. It's the same name, uh, different, very different though. Um, and that's the character of Charlie mm-hmm. Brewster, who is this uh young teen guy who's kind of um he has a girlfriend. He's kind of having his glow up phase in high school, um, because he was kind of a nerd, a dork before, um, for very different reasons. Um, in the original, he's um a big horror geek. And in the sequel, he's more just kind of a generic nerd, yes. I feel. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, they don't really talk about him being into, uh, cer- like, the horror genre. It's just him kind of goofing off with mm-hmm. friends. Um, but uh, he's kind of, like, dealing with adolescence. And by some way that they both kind of discover this in different ways. And the original kind of happens quicker. But in the remake, it kind of is a slow burn to um, discovering that some he, he has a new neighbor and there's something kind of weird and off about mm-hmm. him. Uh, like he starts noticing things like he's being like sketchy and shady. And so he very much uh, by some way or another discovers that he's a vampire and it kind of gets in the way of his like interpersonal relationships. Um, and it results in him hiring. Um, and so uh, his neighbor is called Jerry Dandridge. That's um, the main 
of Vampire, the antagonist of the film, who is kind of this womanizer type character who, uh, again, lures women victims primarily uh, into his house and just like to feast on them and keep himself right. alive. Um, but um, in the midst of this, um, he, uh, in terms of interpersonal relationships, it kind of affects his relationship with his mother um, and his girlfriend, Amy, uh, as well as uh, his best friend, uh, Ed. Um, in the original, um, he's known as Evil Ed, but he doesn't really call him Evil Ed in um, mm-hmm. the remake. Um, and then, um, because like none of them believe him, he turns to uh, a celebrity um, named Peter Vincent. And so, uh, we two very different iterations of this character, but basically it's like this celebrity that has kind of an interest in the occult for one reason or another and who eventually is kind of the first person to believe him basically um well actually in in the remake uh ed it's the one who leads him on to think that the neighbor is a vampire and then he's like oh yeah you're right but it's kind of too late um but then a lot of things happen and it does have a happy ending and all is well but um, that's basically as familiar as uh, uh, similar they are. I feel. I don't know if I miss anything. No, um, I think you hit pretty much. You know, most of the marks for the similarities between them. You know, yeah. the element of voyeurism with Charlie and how he's kind of spying. Yeah. On this neighbor, he suspects yeah. is you know weird. So. Yeah. Well, eventually he's like definitely a vampire. Right, yeah, he's like um wait. <laughs> yeah. 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 But um after that it's very very different. So I think first we want I kind of want to look at Charlie because very um very different iterations of the character. So in the original it was played by um William mm-hmm. Ragsdale who he's kind of just a plain looking nerdy kid. Like there's nothing really remarkable about him. He's kind of a dork. Um, He's kind of not that likable. I realized this kind of last night, like he's not that likable of a protagonist Mm -hmm. in my opinion. I mean, I I think he's cute, but I I have to agree that he's not all that likable, especially with how he treats Amy. Mm -hmm. Amy. Yeah. That, that was the big thing because, I mean, it might be a sign of the times because in the opening scene of the first film, which is very different from the opening scene yeah. of the sequel, um, which we can go into that because in the original, it opens with, um, you can hear like some something playing on a TV as they um, zoom in on right. a house. So another big difference is probably, um, as you mentioned, um, the remake is set uh, very distinctly in a suburb of Las Vegas. Whereas the original is kind of in this nondescript mm-hmm. town, just like a small town, kind of like, um, uh, oh my God, uh, where are all like the Stephen King uh, novels set in? They're all set in like this one, like small Vermont town. Right. It's kind of yeah, that very suburban um, environment. Plain old, you know, boring town. Yeah. yeah, just off to the side, kind of has like a little city mm-hmm. area, all of that. Um, 
so again, very, very different in that aspect. It's clearly very modernized um, with that, but it basically pans past kind of like this big looming mansion, which is going to be um, where Jerry Dandridge yes. lives. And then um, again, his neighbor is um, Charlie Brewster and he's um, in the original, he's like, you, you zoom into this room, there's something playing on the TV. A horror movie. Um, it's very much a cheese. Yeah, a, a very cheesy B vampire mm-hmm. horror movie. Like, I, I, the thing that always makes me giggle is, like, the kissing <laughs> that you can hear as it moves up. It's just, like, this awful, like, wet, like, it almost sounds like a raspberry. It's so <laughs> it's weird. It's so 80s. It's so <laughs> funny. Oh, it really is. I mean, even, like, the, the, the score of the original is, like, so mm. 80s. Like, I don't know if they even, like, got someone to do the music. Oh, they did. <laughs> but it very much has, like, the melodramatic, like, piano, like, all of that. Like, it's just, uh, it's so 80s. But it, it works so well for yeah. it. Like, it, it fits it so well. And, again, it doesn't take itself too seriously, which is why mm-hmm. it works. Definitely um, that campy element but, um, was we... used well in this original. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I think it was campy for even that time because, like, I I feel like there were definitely 80s films that were a bit more serious. Like, because I feel like if you put this up against um, The Breakfast mm-hmm. Club, like, I feel like when you watch The Breakfast Club, it doesn't have the cheesiness. Like, I feel like that kind of has become timeless. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is very much kind of, again, a, like you said, like a product right. of the time. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so like it kind of zooms in. You kind of see that there's nobody in the room, but then it pans over to one side of the bed and you see Charlie and his girlfriend Amy on the floor making out. And it immediately becomes apparent that um he's trying to have yeah. sex with her. And she's not about it. And he's like trying to coerce her, which is just like... A little cringy. Uh, like he's kind of... Yeah, it's very gaslighty, kind of mm-hmm. rapey. Um, he kind of makes her feel bad for it. It's just, uh, it's yeah, not. It, it mm-hmm. wouldn't do well now. Yeah. No, n- not at all. Um, which I think. But yeah, like. Oh, no, you're good. Oh, I was sorry. Say, which is why I think in the remake, Amy is such like a powerhouse, strong female. And she even is like, oh, not yeah. forcing Sean, but she's kind of like, she- hey, like. Why don't we have sex now? Yeah. And like she gives like more like um better reasoning for like it. Yeah. Like she's like, why are you nervous? Like you shouldn't be nervous. Like, come on, like do, do you not like me anymore? Like it, it very much um she very much follows like the same track as the original Amy, but she's much less a yeah. victim. And I guess like she she has her more more agency yes, to her. I liked how she was like, yeah, I know that you're a bit of a nerd, but I like that about you compared to like the other guy yeah. characters that we see in the film. She's like, no, no, I choose you. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like in, in the remake, I mean, in the original, they don't really explain. Um, It's just that he has a girlfriend and, she's hot. and yeah, yeah. Like that—that's just it. it I, I feel like it kind of plays into like 
nerdy boy fantasy there oh yeah a bit more yeah that like he's a nerd but he can still like get the girl and there's no need to like explain right why exactly like it's just like we we Mm -hmm. kind of accept it um but again he's not really because he he kind of ignores amy like he, he again like immediately after he like is like yeah let's do it and she's like ready to do it and then he gets distracted by his neighbor carrying in a coffin and that's basically him the entire film is she's trying to talk to him and have like serious conversations and he just lacks like any emotional intelligence whatsoever yeah. like none at all like as much as like you're like yeah he should be concerned about this but um it very much comes off like when everyone's like you're being crazy you're being insane um you're kind of like he he might be i mean we know he's right um the audience does but you're kind of like they're kind of not wrong for being upset with him right for sure and you know like as you were saying he just definitely pushes amy off to the side until plot twist she's like a reincarnated lost love for jerry and then it's like, oh, yeah. Amy's important now. With the original. Yeah. She's a lot more active yeah, in, yeah. in the remake. And I don't think that was an element. Yeah. I don't think they used that plot. But he was, Jerry no. just liked the way she looked, I think, in the remake. Yeah. And I mean, she was very forgiving to Charlie in the original. Like, she's like, after all this, like, shit he did to her, blowing her off coercing her into something she didn't want to do she's like i still love you charlie and i'm gonna help you and i'm give peter vincent 500 dollars of my savings (laughs) to get you to get him to come over and prove that there's no vampire next door it's just Mm -hmm. like what i'm just like i I, i'm like get away i'm like you deserve better this thing like (laughs) (laughs) what oh my god true but um, to go to him in um, mm-hmm. kind of the remake, uh, he's played by um, Anton Yelchin, who, um, rest in peace, I found out he passed away. I was like, darn, oh, no! Yeah, freak accident. It was, yeah. it was rough for me. I was a huge fan of him. Yeah, yeah I, I never seen him in anything else, but um, I, I said it last night, like, he gives me very tom holland vibes like his how he looks the way he acts like it's all very much the tom holland Mm -hmm. vibe that we get from peter parker which it really works well for this character because he plays kind of um a former nerd of sorts um which they kind of grab they kind of delve into a bit more because they have him but then they have ed and ed is like still very much a nerd but he kind of he's kind of an asshole about it like as much as like it sucks that um charlie kind of like blew him off when he got a girlfriend and got these other friends who are yeah just awful um like ed's just like he, he makes like really awful comments about amy he just he's the one i feel like kind of lacks the emotional intelligence in yeah, this version. He, um, he's definitely and, very childish. And basically a dick at times yeah. too in this remake. And I think that that plays in part. Oh, with yeah. How the actor Christopher is like 
that's just kind of like his brand. That's how we've seen him. So they probably just wanted to continue to play yeah. with that. Yeah, which like I think he was he perfectly was, yeah. cast for it because he yeah, because like he was um God, he was in one of those that was, what, was it super role. bad? Mm-hmm. Oh. And then um he was in Pitch Perfect as one of like the weird MC Another guys. Thing, like role. I don't want to say it was cameo, but it was a brief appearance, but still very rememberable. Re- yeah. Yeah, so that this was the most substantial I've mm-hmm. seen him, um, in a film, and uh, in the original, he kind of plays a more, um, kind of plays like a bigger character. Like I, I love Evil Ed in the original. Like he's probably one of my favorite characters of all the films because in the original he's totally a dork and he totally yes. owns it. Yeah, I'd have like, to agree as well. All like, the way more likable as a character in the original for me and he he has yeah. a lot of those just rememberable parts as well yeah like you're so cool <laughs> Brewster oh my goodness you sound just like him <laughs> but yeah just the fact he's always like Brewster oh my- like that is part of the original like it's iconic yeah, and he's so smart too. Like he's so invaluable to Charlie right. in the original. He he's a horror like, nerd. Like it, he if we thought Charlie was yeah. a horror nerd, no, like he is the fanatic he oh. knows everything, which is horrible because then he becomes a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Which um which um in both versions he does, but in the remake he very much gets killed off like pretty quickly um in a in a really cool way though because like jerry like finds him in like a backyard and then i mean he he does yeah Yeah. and he like tempts him Mm -hmm. and changes him um which he does in like the remake but like in Mm -hmm. i mean i mean in the original uh (laughs) sorry oh my god it's so hard because like he's kind of painted as like this loser um in the original like he he is his own it's very clear his only friend is charlie he very much lives in his own world but he's very much kind of getting slighted by charlie as much as um charlie's Mm -hmm. like slighting amy and he's like don't call me evil ed like and and so you feel really really bad for him yeah you definitely honestly or like and then charlie are empathetic towards him in in the original yeah yeah i i mean even empathetic because like i think one of like the saddest scenes like one of the only like really sad serious scenes was when he's getting chased by um jerry in the alley after he splits off he's like i'm going this way because i don't want to like hang out Mm -hmm. with you you're being an asshole doing doing the smart thing the thing that amy should be doing um and he gets caught by him and then he's like he's like i don't want to hurt you he's like don't you want to be like not be teased anymore you just see him break down and it's the saddest thing and so like you feel you feel so so bad because he's such a like he's such a likable character oh my god um it's so fun it's so fun it's so crazy that they made him into so make him so unlikable 
in the remake. I mean, he's still really funny in the remake. Like, he's the one who makes the Twilight joke. Like, he's like, I can't believe you, you right, think I read yeah. Twilight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But um, he feels, but then he becomes kind of a very important pawn in kind of Jerry's game to get Charlie because in the original, it's very much that Jerry is now like he's trying to kind of kill everybody. He he's trying to get all these women in the town. He he definitely wants Amy, but he also wants Charlie right. and his mother yeah. dead. Yeah. Um which he's definitely I feel like he's definitely like smoother. He he definitely has a more genuine vibe like Chris Sarandon. So oh hot. My God. Oh, my uh, gosh. oh he's gorgeous. And his cameo um, in the remake was everything. He de- oh Wait, my goodness, he makes yeah. a cameo? Um, I didn't know They're driving away from Jerry and then they get hit by that car. That's the original Jerry. That's him? Yeah. When I, I saw that, I'm like, notice. oh my god, they even have him. This remake is everything. Oh my god, how did I not notice that? Oh my, god. I, I I'm gonna need to rewatch it. I literally watched yes, it last night. I'm gonna watch it again tonight. I didn't even notice. Oh my god, how did I not notice? I mean, I mean, he's very yeah. much like probably like much older now. Uh, very very different person. I mean, my favorite fun fact about Chris Sarandon, he's the that voice of um, yep. Jack Skellington. Yep. So I I, I always like watch that. I'm just like God. I'm like he was. The spooky daddy before the spooky OG daddies. spooky daddy. Oh my god, but but he's so great. He's so suave. Like he kind of plays Jerry as like a James Bond, yeah, type he's, guy. He's very he's sexy. You know what we yeah. imagine vampires to be, but when it comes to the monstrous creature of the night, he also does that so well. Like I am actually playing the original right now, oh, yeah. and so seeing you know charlie stab him in the hand and just the way you know he becomes more like the nosferatu kind of vampire it's just he he plays on both roles so well yeah whereas um we have colin farrell who Mm, i'll watch anything with him i mean he's oh yeah he's gorgeous and so i was really curious to see how he would do this because i've seen him play like i mean we've seen him in the Harry Potter films, like with um, Fantastic Beasts, um, even though uh, Harry Potter right. is like kind of canceled at this point because of the yes. turf, Miss J.K. Rowling. Um, but then, <laughs> yeah, uh, um, but then we, I've seen him in um, uh, Saving Mr. Banks, where he plays like kind of a fatherly like role, like very very well. And then he's in this, and he plays this sexy bad boy like handyman uh like very i feel like they definitely took um the fact that in the original like the bachelor types like Mm -hmm. really were like these wealthy men that had these nice houses like beautiful mansions like type deal even though he even though it's kind of a broken down mansion like he's fixing it up like it's very clear he has money whereas in yeah whereas in the remake he's he kind of fits in with like the the vegas aesthetic like he's this womanizer he um goes around gang women so like there's kind but he's 
very attractive. Just very, um, he knows he's hot. He's confident, um, but very, very different. Not right, yeah, bougie like the original Jerry. He's very much the polished man, you know, eligible bachelor, and just overall very sexy and clean. Yeah. Other than when he is like the more monster like, and then in this remake we have Jerry who yeah. kind of has like a more modest background. He does construction. He's a handyman, and then but also very sexy. So I think that was them trying to modernize them, be like, oh, you know, he's a man who. Well, vampire who's been around for decades so he probably knows how to simulate well into his different environments so that's probably another act yeah. for him to get you mm-hmm. know these gorgeous women to come over and be like haha you're my meal now yeah oh yeah oh yeah he he definitely is like i'm gonna fit in with um the angels and the spikes and yes. the edward cullens yeah but also yes duly noted he is yeah. beautiful Oh yeah. If only we got like a bit I know, more. right? <laughs> like a little more bare chested would have been great. I... Yeah. Like we, we only we only get like the scene at the end in um uh yes. when they're underneath mm-hmm. his house. Yeah. Which is also a very like in the original, the finale is very much Peter Vincent, Charlie against jerry and then like they're fighting off amy who gets turned to a vampire and becomes kind of um his like little succubus who kind of is just causing more right and then it's for in Charlie. this grand like foyer there's yeah. these you know carved out statues there's a stained glass window like it's very glamorous in comparison yeah. to being from the dirt and underground yeah and then also in the remake, like, it's very clear that Jerry, like, he's not just killing um, and leaving a trail. Like, people are going missing, and they're all underneath his house. Because you, we, we see all these killings, and we all think, like, oh, they're dead. But they're not. They're, they return to vampires. Like, um, one of, um, like, the Dave Franco's character becomes a vampire. Um, Evil Ed does become one, but um, Charlie ends up killing him a final um, death <laughs> because like he, yeah which I, I mean that they i feel like they definitely make it um it makes more sense in the remake why evil ed is kind of getting mm-hmm. back at charlie whereas i feel in the original like because i feel like he kind of is still his friend like he he wasn't good to him but i feel like he um he right. wasn't the absolute like they're, worst. They're just going like in different phases of their life. And, and, like in the original, Ed is definitely more, you know, a child still. Whereas Charlie, you know, he's getting a girlfriend. He's going through puberty and you know, going yeah. growing basically. Yeah. Hmm. But um, like for him to be the one to go after Peter Vincent, it just—if you look at it—it it doesn't really makes sense like it is red yeah, is a great scene it, it's like, I, I guess it could you know go with him and his character and how it's like misplaced anger for him to go after peter yeah yeah it's just like if you like you look back at it you're like you're like why would he um hmm, like it, it just feels 
it definitely feels like Jerry manipulated him, but it's very like that you kind of have to like, uh, oh my God, what, what's um, the phrase where uh, you kind of have to remember that it's a film, like when we are watching a theater performance, oh my God, what's the phrase? I know what you're talking uh, about. It's about like, <laughs> oh my God, I've used it so many times and, and now I'm blanking on it. It's when like, you have to like accept like, this is the reality mm-hmm. of what's going on in front of you. Um, yes. Oh, suspend your disbelief. There we go. <laughs> yeah. That you kind of have to do that more. I mean, again, I'm fine with it. Um, Grant, because uh, I think we need to talk about Peter Vincent because he is a character in both that I feel is such a highlight, but they definitely these are like versions the of him. like largest contrast between the characters from the original with the remake. Like I'm watching it now and I see he is an older gentleman. He looks more yes, yeah, and he looks yeah, more Rodney McDowell. like a Sherlock Holmes kind of character and his um and his talk show and is helping, like yeah. not quite as dark whereas the reiteration in the remake has David Tennant who is fabulous. But he's also a knockoff Chris Angel. Oh my Still god! Still love him, but just you know. Yeah, I, I, I just the love leather that that's pants. What they went oh my god! Because they, it's great. Oh my gosh! It was uh, it was so like when I saw I was I was like, who's David Tennant playing? I'm like, oh, he's playing Peter Vincent. I'm like, that makes sense because right. like both British fellows. But then, in the first scene of the movie, so that's another thing. Like so. In the original, it's very much, um, they don't really have a cold open mm-hmm. of sorts. It kind of goes right into the story. Whereas in the remake, it's a cold open where we see some character, his family getting like attacked and killed. Like you see both his right. parents with like their throat slash um, and, and his dog Definitely that runs out like of the house. Horror, and like, sinister, like and scary vampire. Get... Not campy. <laughs> yeah. No, no, not at all. And then we get to, we see um that character that's hiding under the bed trying to load a gun mm-hmm. to kill whatever this is because we don't see it um but but we assume right. that it's some creature of the night and then he gets pulled away and then that's the cold open then we see um uh where Charlie lives and the fright night uh iconography and then it actually goes into the story and kind of creates a bit more of a backstory for like the characters like again we, we, we get again we get more of a Tom Holland type um uh uh Charlie who very confident but like trying to figure out his way in the world like he's he's a bit more like yeah and he's relatable like again than this original one and he he is yeah. kind of a dick in the beginning towards end and he gets better but he's yeah. like still, uh, you know, he just got to be cool. He his girlfriend, so he's kind of like pushing him away. And, and I mean, he admits it, and like I, I mean, right. we see yeah, it when um, he has to like kill that Ed. catharsis with um, their friendship, and yeah. it's been remedied. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it. That was definitely like a sad moment, but like you definitely feel for him because you watch. Um, because they also add, um, so Tony Collette plays the mother in the remake. The original was, um, mm-hmm. uh, Dorothy Fielding, who I don't know if she's really Tony Collette, in yeah, anything, but Tony Collette, who, mm-hmm. 
just uh, another one. Oh. Her in anything. Like, I mean, she's in this. She's in Hereditary. She's in Krampus. She's in um, uh, The Sixth Sense. Um, a lot of people don't remember that. Yeah, she plays the mother in The Sixth Sense. And that, I think that's the only role oh, wow. she's gotten an Oscar nomination for. Definitely. Which is She is bullshit. such an amazing, um, talented actress. Oh, my God. I, I mean, Hereditary should have been. That in her show, her United Oscar States win. of Terra. Oh, my goodness. She plays a character with multiple personality that. disorder. And it's incredible. Oh my god, I need to watch. I, I mean, if oh I see her in anything like Knives Out, where like she plays again, like kind of a departure because I feel like she definitely plays mother does, characters yes. a lot, which she does a really good job of. Um, but in Knives Out, she kind of plays this zany um influencer, like lifestyle, like person, like very like yes. fake woke white For liberal. Sure type character and she's so she's so good like, oh my god oh my gosh yeah no no I you're mean, good it's just like up. a contrast Sorry. with like some of the other roles that she's been playing as of late and it's just it, it was really well done oh my god just yeah and she's again she's so great in this and she plays definitely like a perfect like it makes sense that yes, like she's I, I charlie's like she mom is more memorable as Charlie's mom for the remake versus yes. the original mom. She's just kind of there. Whereas like in this remake, she yeah. is very hands-on with Charlie and she's always the kind of voice of reason. And, and um, it, it's just great. Cause she sides with Charlie when Jerry's like not out as a vampire quite yet, but he's like, I'll call the cops. Your son's like harassing me. And I feel like we don't see that all that often, like, especially in teen movies where, you know, they're kind of rebelling yeah. and, you know, acting out. And she's like, no, 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 I'm going to side with my son. Like, I believe him. Yeah, she, she's like, why, why would he be doing this? He's not doing anything wrong. He's not this kid who would do this. Like, so, something's up. Like, he, he's definitely concerned. Like, it, it's just she gives like a very, um, she's very motherly. She's very good. Uh, right yeah and like she it's knows clear, that. like she raised him well yeah and, and i mean we can see it when um because i mean yeah like he's kind of like charlie's kind of being a dick to ed because he just blows him off like right. not answering the phone calls all of that so like it's understandable that ed's like mad at him but then he just makes like these odd below the belt jo- like jokes and like shots at him and especially, like, one about Amy and, like, calls her a skank. And it's just... And then, like, he gets really mad. And so, like, he, that's the moment where you kind of realize, like, oh, yeah, he, he definitely, like, fucked up with him. But I think he's coping with that. Whereas Ed is just, like, making himself look worse by saying right. all this awful misogynistic shit. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. But um, I think we were talking about... You're good. No, no, no worries. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> All right. Yes. But um, we were talking about Peter Vincent because um, he's such a highlight. I mean, mm-hmm. he doesn't show up till like about halfway through the film, but um, he- he's very um substantial in both versions. Unlike the mother, like again, like Tony Collette definitely is a very 
well-rounded characters whereas uh in the original she's kind of a joke she kind yeah, of makes, but she's like, like, she has like some funny lines <laughs> like she's like are you guys having a, a yeah lover she's just stat? kind of like there and you know and tony has her moment to shine too and then of course we have we have to do away with the parental figures because it's about the teens Yeah, I, I mean, granted, she actually is the one that saves them. Uh, that is Jerry true, when, yeah. She did take action chase. and, you know, did, like, almost stake him with her, yeah, like, with her She's resourceful. Or something. With, with her law, um, her real estate. That was which I thought That was, was like, one of the thing. scenes that we really see Jerry as, like, a monster. Because he turns into this, like, weird, deformed, screeching, yeah, just, like, creepy thing that just wanders off into the desert Mm -hmm. yeah it was but it's just so funny seeing him like do that happen and he has a um a real estate stake in his back just kind of like flailing i don't know it was was such like a funny um it, it was it was like a kind of a comedy moment but also like an awesome moment but then she um, passes out because yeah. um, I think she hurt her head and didn't realize. Um, right. And so she's in the hospital for the rest of the film. Whereas the mother in the original, mm-hmm. again, she's there to make like little motherly quips um, and stuff, but she's very oblivious to the whole thing because she Jerry yes. does get invited into the house. Whereas in um, the the remake, he's not, and he blows up the house, which results in the car chase and all that. Um, but anyways, back to Peter Vincent. <laughs> Peter Vincent, yeah. as we've um said before, was played originally by um Roy McDowell, and he was, and again, it was definitely two very different characters in um both versions. In the original, again, Roy McDowell plays him as kind of um, uh this old school horror host of sorts. Yes. Um, and it's just very like english gentlemany all of that um kind of um unassuming type deal like v- very cheesy very corny very campy um e- even for the 80s he was mm-hmm. and then in the remake as we mentioned we, we get david tennant as peter vincent which i feel like he could have done that maybe um, he could have but i love the direction they took with it yeah where because um it's again it's set um in Las Vegas, uh, mm-hmm. like and he's again a knockoff Chris Angel, and so we just get this erratic, maybe alcoholic, uh, rock uh, hyper hypersexual uh kind of um uh illusionist. Yeah. Who um is pretty well known. Like we see his commercials all the time and that's who um Charlie turns to. We actually like um sneaks in to go see him. Which yeah. is kind of like a cool thing to watch. It is, yeah. Because like in, in the original he kind of just like shows up at this local TV station type deal because I think he's like a local horror host in yeah, the original. Yeah. And he which just again, meets him in the parking yeah. lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. whereas like in this version he like grabs a newspaper turns it into like a little name tag and then grabs someone's name tag wears like a jacket and like 
sneaks on in to like see his little show, which is again, it's very style like vampire show with um, mm-hmm. all these illusions and stuff. And then he turns out to be kind of this snobby celebrity um, of sorts that he enlists help with and who um, they kind of give him more reason as to why um, he helps him. Yes. Yeah. And for the remake, it's more so because he saw a tapestry that is at Jerry's house that Charlie took a picture of and he's like, oh, like this is actually some real shit. Yeah, but then he also talks about that he does he finds act- him, like more like yeah, when he meets Charlie again. Yeah, be- because he explains to him, he's like, my parents were both killed by vampires. Mm-hmm. And that vampire is Jerry. Yes. Yeah, be- because they-, they talk about it in the confrontation and um, uh, underneath um Jerry's house, whereas in the original, like that Peter Vincent f- does finally like show up, um after Amy and um Evil Ed bribe him to prove Charlie wrong, but then he's the one who first kind of believes Charlie, but he's like I don't want any part of this, um right. because he has like his little mirror a prop from one of his uh movies and he sees that Jerry is invisible yeah. in the mirror mm-hmm. and he drops it and that's when um jerry realizes oh he's on to this um all of that so that's why um he sends uh after he turns evil ed to um take yeah, um, take care of peter yeah yeah even though peter does a good job of holding himself off whereas in yes. the remake um jerry doesn't come in contact with pierre vincent until the final confrontation. Mm-hmm. No, no, he well, he doesn't well, see him when um there when um Evil Ed shows up, but he's kind of there. Yeah, it's like the same place, but they don't he, he, have any screen time together. <laughs> yeah, he he's hiding in um the little bunker that he mm-hmm. made for himself. Yeah, his little panic room. Yeah. But, I mean, they're both such fun characters, like, in both films. Mm-hmm. Like, he, it's just, like, I mean, the Pierre Vincent in, like, the original is very much kind of a bumbling, uh, like, f- I-, I wouldn't say a fraud, but he he's, like, down on his luck. Like, that. that's why he takes the money from Amy is because, excuse me, he, um, He's he, he got fired from the studio. Like he's not doing well. Right. Yeah. He definitely yeah. only really comes in to help once he can get his own sort of support and Yeah. Yeah. Like he and so like it, it's funny like to watch that and like be because I think he, he does it very well. Like he you very much can see how actually scary all of it is when looking at him versus looking at Charlie who kind of is like, I can do this. And then you see Pierre Vincent, he's like, like using all his bravery to help defeat this guy. Right. Like he's really like trying his best and he has the know-how, but he's like, Oh my God, I didn't think any of this was real. Like it was just a joke, like all of that. Whereas in, the remake like 
he's doing well. Like he has his own little penthouse. He has a Vegas show. Like Pierre Vincent is doing well. So he's kind of cocky, drinks a lot, sleeps with um, his girlfriend. And, but the, he, he's kind of like a loser in that way. Like that he's kind of like fraudulent and like a fake, like behind the scenes, Chris Angel, like, right. like we said, the knockoff Chris Angel. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but like they're funny in like their own ways. Like they're so entertaining. They are definitely. And even though like like we said, you know, they're they're so different. They're still really well done. Like I feel like for the original, he's as he should be to be like a compelling companion for Charlie. And then and then this yeah. remake, it's just so wild and very Vegas, you know, showman, but still it, it's great because you cheer for him when he takes action against Jerry and he's like, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And and it also like it, they give him enough story that it kind of parallels um Charlie in a way. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think in the original, like what his um what they gave um Peter Vincent was enough. Um, because it paralleled him enough to be kind of a foil, but in this one, like it's very much that they're both um these types of people that um I can't do this, I can't be this person. They're like, well, this is a part of me too, and like I kind of have to take this head on. Like I don't want to like because I, I think they go into more in the remake on charlie's dad like they don't really talk about why charlie's father isn't present mm-hmm. in the original right like it's just like oh it's just like oh he lives with like a single mom but mm-hmm. in the remake it's like oh his father abandoned him um so he's kind of been around strong women which is why like we get a more badass amy You're right um like one of my favorite moments in the remake is when she shoots at him with the silver bullets that she grabs mm-hmm. and Jerry pulls it out and he's like werewolves. And then she sees this chalice that I think that is filled with holy water. And she breaks the thing with her, um, with the gun right? and pulls down. And then she like vampire and throws it in his face. Mm-hmm. And that's how she gets um, him away. And then um, they have to kind of battle evil Ed. And that's when, Charlie has to kill him, but that's it's such a cool moment. It's just like it's like yes, Amy. Like oh, yeah. she's so cool. Yeah, she's definitely not a damsel in distress. Like she yeah. took action. She was like, oh, like I have a gun. Like I'll do that, and she fires it well. And then, like you said, you know, yeah, that didn't work out. So she had a plan B. Like she's just very much like large and in charge. Yeah. Which, unfortunately, is, like, not enough because Jerry's just so much ahead. Right. And the minute she gets separated from Charlie after that, they're basically, like, they have nothing. And he gets, and Charlie, unfortunately, gets caught by, like, the security guards in the club. And Jerry just kind of has his way um, and seduces her. Well, something with um, him putting the blood on her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like hypnotizes her, mm-hmm. whereas um, in the original, like she very much is 
she's very much like, oh, I'm here for Charlie, all for Charlie, even though Charlie t- treats her like shit. Right. Um, and I mean, she does have like ver- like a kind of she does have like her moments, like when she um shoves the burger into Charlie's face for after like her. not listening to him. Yeah. Which- and then kind of like when um Eva Led gets attacked by Jerry and that's like the moment where she realizes, oh, this is real. But that leads to probably my favorite scene. Um, which I'm glad they didn't try they kind of made it a smaller scene in the remake. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's such a good scene when they're in the nightclub, um, in the original and uh Jerry follows them inside and he changes into like this gorgeous sweater where you can like just see like the top of his like perfectly chiseled chest and um then uh Charlie's trying to call Peter Vincent mm-hmm. and, seduces and Amy. while that's ha- sorry and like seduces Amy out there well yeah Charlie's still trying to get in contact with someone who can help him with the vampires yeah Mm-hmm. And I just love like the music choices in it. Like they um have um I think it's was it was it's like is it like good man bad time or bad man good time? I forget. Oh, I don't remember. But it, it's oh it's such a cool song. Let me let me see. Oh, I have the track listings. Oh, Good Man in a Bad Time uh, uh by Ian Hunter, which um like, they just play, like, all, like, these awesome 80s songs, and, like, they yeah. just have, like, the beautiful lights, and my favorite part of it is when, um, the the second song, which is, um, Give It Up by, um, Evelyn Champagne King, and they're spinning, and you see, uh, Jerry spinning with, um, Amy, and then you look in the mirror, and he's not there. Yeah. And it's just cinematically, like, it's such a cool scene to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, as creepy as it is, like, they, they don't shy away from the fact that Jerry is basically kind of a predator. Like, he's literally going after a teenage girl. Right, yeah. And, like, he's going after kids and, like, all of this. Um, granted, I feel like it's creepier in the original because it's like, oh, it's a former love of his um, type deal. Mm-hmm. Like, she resembles, she's kind of a doppelganger. Um but I don't know that that scene just like is so cool to me. It was really well done in it. I think they paid homage to it in Van Helsing with Kate Beckinsale. I haven't seen that. Oh, okay, that's another really good one you should watch. But they have this grand ball basically, and she's with Dracula, and they kind of do the same thing where she's dancing with him, and he holds her, and she looks in the mirror, and of course, no reflection. Yep. It's just it was such a cool idea to do and like the the way they juxtaposed it and the fact that they kind of have all like this is kind of like the apex moment of the very much kind of where you realize like shit is going down like Jerry's right. coming after them he's coming after everyone um like because I think right before this they have the cutaway with um Peter Vincent and um Eva Led where um Peter overcomes him by um pushing the crucifix into his face um mm-hmm. which leaves a scar 
Um, which is one thing that I kind of question about the original is like they don't explain why he was able to do that with Evil Led, but he wasn't able to do it with um, Jer- Jerry. Which I I, mm-hmm. I know they said that um, because he's older and more powerful, mm-hmm. um, he can do that. You really have to have faith. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, but whatever, I, I, it's literally like just a nitpick thing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, but, not, it's not the strongest argument, but I, I could see like the point of it. Mm-hmm. Like, again, I think what the ori- uh, original was trying to do, which is kind of ri- riff on, um, kind of, well, not, not really riff, but, um, just really play around with kind of the vampire story and like it's like what if we put vampires in this kind of goofy teen comedy kind of scenario Mm -hmm. in a way so like whereas the remake kind of took it a a more serious route and really tried to kind of make it into like a more of a coming coming of age film I feel yeah because I, I in the original, I feel like there's no major character development of sorts in a way. Like the characters are kind of who they are at the beginning. They're kind of who they are at the end. Um, whereas in the remake, it's very much uh, at the beginning. There is like some character flaws with um, uh, Charlie and um, Peter Vincent mm-hmm. and that they kind of get resolved by the end. Um, especially like I, I love the final scene of the remake where um they're fi- um uh Charlie and Amy are finally consummating uh their relationship and P- it's in Peter Vincent's um flat and he walks in and just like makes all these awkward comments and it, oh it's so it's perfectly David Tennant in that moment. It is wonderful. <laughs> It's just like, he's just like, don't do anything I wouldn't do, which only these like mini golfing and uh, sushi (laughs) and then walks out. And uh, it's just, uh, it's just, again, both they're, it's so fun. It's so fun. Yeah. It's just, it was perfect. Yeah. 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 So much differences. I feel like we covered all like the things that are, very different about both films yeah they're, they're different but they're both uniquely wonderful yeah which we can't really like, say for all that many remakes and vampire films in general yeah which is like kind of what i was like starting to um look at oh my god amy was imogen poots i didn't realize that oh yeah i realized that i knew who she was i'm like oh i know this girl but mm-hmm. i realized that's who it was yeah okay I, I, i'm probably just dumb <laughs> No, no, again no. the cast in this film is so good <laughs> it it was definitely you know it had a bit of everyone and they even you know Dave Franco in there it's just yeah perfectly casted for that time. The, yeah which I mean like they're all hot in this one that's the I will say the remake is the sexier version oh for sure yeah like I mean, Chris Sarandon does more than hold his own for the original. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, and then, um, 
but uh it, it's just like you have um anton yelchin who like we see him at the end like completely bare-chested like uh, i think he was 22 when this was made and i was just like oh my god i'm like if i saw this film when i was 14 years old i would have lost my mind <laughs> i would have lost my fucking mind at that after like being after going so hard for jerry the entire film being like you know david Tennant is looking pretty good in this film too and then he shows he up and i'd be like yeah i'd be like i'd be like, I'd be like really like really and then dave franco like always like the the hotter franco in my opinion the hotter um, franco yeah and the less problematic franco um which doesn't say much but <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I will say I do miss the practical effects that were in the original. I do as well. I am always an advocate for practical effects. I think. Oh, yeah. I just like we get it. We know it's cheesy. But like you mentioned, the scene where Evil Ed gets the crucifix, you know, marked on his head. Like it's just it's not the greatest makeup job like application wise and everything but it's still like something very different and that we don't normally get to see which is like a vampire being marked or scarred yep but then like we get um so many like in really elaborate practical effects like the scene where um evil ed uh comes after peter vincent um in charlie's house and yes. he, he turns into a wolf, which was, mm-hmm. again, another thing that was like, okay, like, so Jerry's a bat, but um, Evil Ed's a wolf. Question mark? Um, but I was like, I was like, I'm just going to go with it. I don't care <laughs> at mean, that point. I, like, I think it was just to kind of showcase you know, like, the original, like, Dracula, he could do all those things and turn into, like, mist and that kind of stuff. So I think yeah. rather than, like, we already saw Jerry do that, let's give Ed the other vampire in the film, yep. really, that yep. ability, too. But, yeah. yeah, that was an amazing, you know, effect yeah, that when... they had on their part for him to, like, become the wolf. Like, uh, another good movie with that kind of transformation is The Howling which is about werewolves yes but they have so many you know amazing effects just like that and it's just god i miss yeah. them so much they're the best yeah i've i haven't seen the howling but i know because i watched um i don't know if you've watched um in search of darkness um the 80s horror documentary mm, i don't think so but i just know the howling <laughs> yeah well, if you like well i know you love 80s horror as much as i do so you really should watch it okay. it goes into all the films and it talks about the howling alongside mm-hmm. an American Werewolf in London because they were both the films that brought the werewolf to the forefront yes. like made it popular mm-hmm. and really brought like these in- amazing um spe- effects. special effects yeah. like Rick Baker's work and um I don't know who did it say, for the I think it was Rick Baker for both of them he's like I think it was the master yeah for Especially the werewolf effect. I know um, Tom Sabini, he, yes. he's both an actor and makeup artist, but he's known for, like, the original From Dust Till Dawn. Well, yeah, he did the effects for that, and then, oh, God. The he's done a lot, yeah. Yeah, but, like, most notably yeah. those. Oh, here's the werewolf scene. <laughs> 
Oh my god. I love that you're watching this like as we're talking about it. It's great. Well, you know, it keeps it fresh in my mind and then I'm like, oh wait, what about that part or what about this? <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I just found something interesting. Okay. Um I I'm looking at like kind of the Wikipedia pages. Mm-hmm. And um so this so Friday night was released in nineteen eighty five. And it was the second highest grossing horror film of that year. Guess what the first was? The first? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Just like a wild guess. Uh, Texas Chainsaw? Was there a remake around that time? <laughs> no. Well, well, I think the sequel came out around that time. But it was A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Oh. Yeah. Okay, which I'm actually okay. talking about on here next week. That's our next um, hey. horror film. Yeah, <laughs> so that's pretty funny. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize they were the, released the same year. Mm-hmm. What a coincidence. But the, but, but that's so cool that, that they were the top two, and I love both of them. So 1985 was the year I need to go back to just to it live out that year. Like it. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. Watching the transformation, like from wolf to human, yeah, it's, it's pretty so gnarly. good. It is. It's so elaborate, like it very much like mimics what the Howling and um American Werewolf did. Yes. Um, but I also love the scene. Like, an- one character that they got rid of in the remake was Billy Cole, who was like Jerry's, um, Con- uh, confidant. Protect- yeah yeah like which like maybe they're lovers like i don't know like i i I know they make a comment about it like the mom does but i mean he was such a weird character to begin with so i understand why they got rid of him yeah Uh, yeah he wasn't all that like i don't want to say he wasn't memorable but for this remake it he just wouldn't have fit no I mean, they kind of have um, uh, his like like Peter like Peter Vincent's like girlfriend. Um, but Ginger. I don't know. She she doesn't really. No, well, no, that's Peter Vincent, not Jerry. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, he like he he has a cool effect when they finally end up killing him because he's not a vampire, but he comes back to life after they kill him mm-hmm. and then they kill him again and it's like this disintegration like there's like green ooze and stuff it's it's wild and, and I, I still want to know what his whole deal was mm-hmm. yeah it was just that was a cool one and then obviously probably the most iconic makeup in the film is the shark grinning face that they give Amy yes because that's what they use in like the cover art of the original film is like you can see in the sky like that was just absolutely terrifying yeah it's a very like strong image like as gruesome as like all the vampires like in these films look that's the one like you 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 cannot forget like just yeah it leaves like a very like haunting impression even though we don't really see it in the original you're right. Like, I actually didn't realize that until you said it. And I was like, oh, my God, that's right. Yeah, it 
Well, like, the thing is, it's the first time we see Amy as kind of a vampire. Well, like, we see her, like, turned over. Like, she's kind of catatonic. But mm-hmm. then she wakes up and um, Charlie's, like, trying to do something. I, I don't know what he's doing. I think he's, like, trying to, like, reconfigure himself. And she, like, s- slowly moves up. And then you see, like, this big, wide shark grin. Right. And and they did bring it back for um the remake, but it's all CGI. Like, there's nothing practical yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just doesn't have the same effect, but um, right. it's just I I just want practical effects to come back. Like I I understand why um they don't do it anymore, uh, or or don't do it as much because there are some films that they've done recently where yeah. they have brought back practical, practical but they're effects. usually mix. Yeah, but they're usually mixed with. Um, CGI as well. Visual? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the two that come to mind most like recently, uh, very heavily was used for the remake of Evil Den, which was used well, and Krampus, actually. Oh, oh yeah! Yep, yep. They did use it in Krampus. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the Evil Dead remake. I've seen all of the originals. I've seen... Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and um, Army of Darkness, which mm-hmm. um, I really want to watch the TV show now. Um, it's on be, Netflix. Because our... Is it on Netflix? That or Amazon Prime. I'm pretty sure I've seen it on Netflix, though. It might have been taken off, but I swear I saw it. <laughs> oh, interesting. I'll have to look at that Sorry, I got distracted. They're like, um, I'm looking at the um, article for the original Fright Night, and they're talking about gay subtext, um, in the original. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it say? It's a Stark and Sarandon. So who's Stark? Um, oh yeah, but it's what I was saying. Um, the uh, Billy Cole and um Jerry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it said, had not picked up on Holland's intended gay subtext when they were developing the characters. It didn't have any sense of it as being other than Remfield and Dracula, Chris Sarandon recalled. I think there was sort of an asexual quality to the relationship that was sort of borderline homoerotic, but not in the sense that it was creepy. Mm-hmm. For the scene in which Billy Jerry pulls down the chain, it looks as though Billy is about to re- perform oral sex on him. Stark remembered, I'm cleaning his hand, and um, Tom Holland said... Which is funny. Tom Holland is the director of the original. Um, no, get down on your knees. Okay, Tom. Then when I saw the film, I thought, oh, okay. So yeah, they, they definitely were really trying to push that. Intriguing. I mean, I like it. Yeah. It reminds me I know, of I, I was... Louis and Lestat. <laughs> oh, I just watched that for the first time. Um, <gasps> Timmy! I wasn't crazy about it. I have to be honest. I really loved I loved Tom Cruise um, and I love um, uh, Kirsten Dunst in it but not Brad Pitt I love Brad Pitt but he was his character is kind of dull but that is very much the character yeah it just it didn't like once Lestat was gone Mm -hmm. I felt I didn't care as much like I wasn't as invested. 
I could see that. You would prefer the stat. Yeah, he just was so... <laughs> uh, and I mean, I've heard in the books, like, they're actually, like, in a relationship. Like, in the movies, they kind of toned it down. But, like, you're they just, did, like, you're, like... Sadly. Yeah, which I, I need to read the books now. Um, I've always meant to read um, Anne Rice's books, but... Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's a very complex series. There's so many books. Uh, I, I've heard, I've heard, like, there's, like, the main three, and then it's, like, all these side stories. There's, like, 16. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, it's and I just I, I just got three. Like I have the picture of Dorian Gray, Frankenstein, Dracula because I've never read any of them, so I'm reading those. <gasps> Ooh, um, those are good. Yeah, I've seen both um, the Frank, the original Frankenstein movie, and Bride of Frankenstein, which covers the whole book. Mm-hmm. And then I've seen Dracula. I need I need to watch um the one with um Bella Winona Lizzie. Ryder. Oh, okay. Oh, that Bram Stoker Dracula. Yeah. That one's also another uh, one of Fran- my favorites. Yeah, it's um isn't Keanu Reeves in it? Right? It, it has Keanu, yep. Gary Oldman. Um yep. Oh, also um oh goodness, Sir Anthony Hopkins. There we go. I think I know who that is. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins. Oh, oh I I thought you said something different. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, I love Anthony Hopkins. Oh my yeah. god. No, I just oh. used his title, which is Sir Sir Anthony Hopkins, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I love him. He's another horror icon, like Hannibal Lecter. That's that's him. That is, yeah. I just started, I haven't really seen the whole trilogy. So I saw the second one, and I still need to see the third one. Uh, I've only seen um, Silence of the Lambs, the original. The mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. So, so uh, good. Yeah. I mean, like, not exactly the most uh positive representation of queer like the mo- one of the most weirdest kind of controversial problematic um mm-hmm. but uh, it's still like an incredible film yeah like yeah. even i mean toward attitudes towards women either you know yeah the greatest but uh yeah very compelling story and interesting yeah anti-hero fantastic right? performances yes that as well mm-hmm. but all right let's get back to like fright night so i think um <laughs> it's all good this is what happens in the throne room all the time <laughs> we love all horror. the time. can't help it yeah all right so, sorry i got distracted said it needs to reconnect <laughs> but we're good <laughs> um but um so uh, I think one thing I I did this last week um, mm-hmm. with the Lost Boys. We did um, a fuck Mary kill with um, Star, David, and Michael. Um, oh my god, that was Michael. great. He is yes. oh, everything. <sighs> Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, which we both had the same one, um, which was we would, I think it was Mary Michael, fuck David, kill Star <laughs> for both of us. For both of us, Um, I gotta have a little love for Star. She's gorgeous. She really is. Um, But I understand your choices. Yeah, but I thought (laughs) for this one, Mm -hmm. um, since we have two films, we would do um, Chris Sarandon, Jerry, Colin Farrell, Jerry, but then Anton Yelchin as um, Anton Yelchin as um, Charlie Brewster. Fuck Mary Kill. 
I feel like this one's harder. I do too. Uh, do I go first? Yeah. Um, Mary Anton, because he's a sweet boy. Mm-hmm. Um, why? They're so beautiful. Um, I, I know. Uh, fuck Colin and kill Chris Sarandon. <laughs> I think I might have the same one as you. Right? Like, like <laughs> it's I, I feel like Chris Sarandon's Jerry, you either wanna marry him or you wanna kill him. Yeah. But then you have yeah, but then you have Ant Anton Yelchin's Charlie and like you have to marry him. Like there's no question. Right. And like... it's just like yeah. But then Colin Farrell, yeah, it's just like, especially him, like his version of Jerry. Yeah, no, fuck him. I, I, I feel like he'd be great in bed. Oh, for sure. But like, like he would. I mean that that's like his whole thing. Like the scene where um, uh, Charlie calls the police on him. He's like, oh yeah, you bet I made her scream. And I, I'm like, I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, hello. Okay. I, I hear you. Sir? <laughs> I'm just like, so yeah. I, <laughs> I feel that. No, totally yeah. accurate. But I feel like you can flip between them. Like, I feel like I, I could say, marry, marry Anton, fuck Chris, kill Colin. Oh. Like, but like, I mean, not to like, you know, diminish Chris's performance. Like, he, he can get it too. Yeah. Like maybe we should think about between the two of them, like which, hmm. Like it's so hard because they're so very different versions of hot, right? But they're both like sexy. again we have, yeah. Like Colin Farrell is like very dark grease monkey, sexy, and then Chris Sarandon is like the posh queen. Yeah. Yeah. So why not both? Why not both? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Why not both? But so like, clearly we would not last long in these movies. We would end up like Amy in the club scene. Yes, for sure. Whatever. Like gone. Like they're hot. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, he he would have changed us. We would have become vampires. So exactly. It's a win-win. This is why in the original, Amy should have just stayed with him. Charlie treated her like shit anyhow. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Facts are facts, America. Facts are facts. But, um, just like that. Sorry. (laughs) What were you saying? Um, no, Amy's now making her appearance as, like, the sexy vampire. And I'm like, ooh, get it, girl. (laughs) Yep. She she really should have. She really should have. She looks better also with like fake hair. I feel like, she... oh my god, the fake hair. It's very loose. Wait, was that what you said? Fake hair? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like because it was like a short bob before, and now it's like long, almost reddish curls. Yeah, it looks like it was a different actress from what I saw, but I don't think it was. No, but she looks better this way. Yeah, Jerry brought out the best in her. Right? Exactly. 
<laughs> I mean, I feel like that's like objectification, but she was just she was too good for Charlie. Yeah, she really was. She was too good. Mm-hmm. Way too good. But um, for another question, um, uh, since last week we talked about an HHN house for the Lost Boys, mm-hmm. um, I want to look at these two movies in terms of HH- HHN house. I know you're not too, too familiar with HHN, but you've been. So Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, because I, I think they could be. I I could see that for sure. I mean, I got to the scene now where she has like that sharp grin. And if we use yeah. like the practical effects of that in our haunted house, oh for sure. Yep. And then oh, yeah. you know, a werewolf here and there. Oh yeah. And then I- Jerry, like various forms of Jerry. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to see like um Roddy McDowell like come out with um the crucifix all Van Helsing like. Um Oh yeah. That'd be a good one too. And then like ma- and then maybe have like a, a scare like with um uh who is it? Uh Billy Cole when he's like rotting. Like oh, his character finally that? dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that'd be super creepy. That'd be fun. And then, of course, the part where Ed gets the crucifix scar. Yep. That'd be great, too. Yeah. And I feel like having Jerry's house, like, as a facade would be really cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. In different And, like, maybe a scene. Yeah. And, like, maybe, like, that beautiful foyer with um the stained glass window. Yes. Just like a little yeah. pass by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I could totally see it working. Yeah. And I feel like the remake could be a good one too. I could see that as well, like with that opening scene of like those bodies just kind of scattered around. Yeah. It'd be cool. It if would definitely be more under. Be like under the house. Oh. oh yeah, like we have to like lean underneath something. Mm-hmm. I know they did that with um a few years back they did an Alien vs. Predator house. Ooh. And one of the last things they haven't done this since. I don't think they've done it before and I don't think they've done it since, but mm-hmm. they had a section where you had to crawl underneath and there was an alien down there. Oh my god, I love it. Um yeah, it's like you didn't go under, like you didn't go down, like you just had to crawl through like mm-hmm. a little space. But I don't know, maybe that's, like, an opportunity, like, to do that. Like, mm-hmm. make it, like, like, I, they kind of made, like, a shaft, but, like, they can make it into, like, this long space. And so you see, like, hands coming out of, like, the dirt. Um, You have, like, Jerry Ooh. grabbing at you. Maybe you have um Amy, like, from above. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity there. Like, that would be cool. They could do a lot of creative things for sure. I, yeah. I would love for that to happen again, though. Yeah. I I think in terms of, like, action and, like, maybe, like, various kills mm-hmm. and stuff and, like, various ways of killing, I feel like they could do that really well. I don't think it would be as visually um, varied right. as the original, but I think it would still be really cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that, like, even, like, the inspiration of it could be just so well used oh yeah 
Yeah, so so I, I I'd love to see this one. I'd love to see Lost Boys, like because Asia Chan has some vampires as well. So yeah, I just I'd love to you know have a good solid vampire house. Mm-hmm. Conglomerate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know they did um a vampire house like two years ago, I think. Um, and they've had vampires in the streets. They had Vamp Fifty Five. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Those are always fun. But yeah. Take a bite. I'd love to. Okay. <laughs> We'd love to see it. But um, to kind of wrap up this discussion a bit, um, so like we we were looking at a remake right. here, um, and actually I just found out that both of these re- both of these versions had sequels too. Yes, I've seen the. I've actually seen both of them. I liked how the sequel for the original brought back Charlie and Peter. Oh, cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised that um, David Tennant wouldn't come back from a se- for a sequel. I feel like he he always does like one season of something or like one movie and then it's like, I don't want to come back. I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's his thing. Um, yeah, the sequel for the remake took a lot of liberties. It was very different. Uh, I'll have to watch those too. Oh yeah. my god, so many movies to watch. <laughs> so little time, you know. All the spookies you know. for October. Of course. <laughs> Best time for it. That is true. Yeah. But um, in terms of looking at these films, like, mm-hmm. we we are in an era of remakes. Like, not just horror remakes. Like, we're seeing Disney remakes. We're seeing classic film remakes. Like, do you think that um, the 2011 remake in comparison to the original is um, a good example of kind of a formula for what a good remake is? Because I think it's, I, get, I think we both agree that it's really well mm-hmm. done for a remake. Uh, I would say yes, because I, I think it's better when a remake kind of takes its own liberties and yeah. makes a story that kind of stands on its own versus like, oh, it's a remake, so we have to do it as close to the original as possible. Yes. Um, and, you know, of course, we as fans, you know, we appreciate, you know, them paying homage to what they're doing with the original. We appreciate that, but it's also like, it's better to kind of make it its own. So, yeah, yeah I would say like the formula that they did for the remake was something they should model a lot of their other remakes that they want to do. Or even when, like, if film is, it started off as, like, a foreign film and then they Americanize it, if they could, I don't know, because I can't really say I'm come, like, of course, what comes to mind is, like, The Ring or The Grudge, which started off as Japanese Mm -hmm. films and then we made them. I don't actually know... Yeah. how different like the contrast between them i know they pay homage to it but i just don't know if it's literally the same film in a different language you know so yeah but yes i would say that they are the gold star in remakes for fright night yeah no i i agree 100 percent. like um because i watched this and then um i've also seen the remake for pet cemetery Ooh. um yeah which i pretty familiar with the original like I, I think i watched it 
um, a few times when I was younger, okay. um, like back in high school, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and then we rewatched it and we walked away. Like my whole family were like, that really wasn't that good, was it? And I was like, yeah, I'm like, I know it's kind of like iconic 80s, right. but it's iconic 80s in the same way that um, Children of the Corn yeah. is, which is an awful, awful film. <laughs> like it's so it's so yeah. bad um but i realized like how bad it was um like it's very the acting's not that great um i mean it's very creepy like i, I still think that um gage is one of like the creepiest children to ever be put on screen <laughs> um but i really enjoyed the remake like i feel like it was it took a lot of like the same plot lines, same characters. It wasn't as much as a, a departure, mm-hmm. but they changed it up enough that it kind of stand. It stood on its own, mm-hmm. and they brought in enough like strong talent. Like they kind of took it more seriously, right. um, because Jason Clark, Jason Clark is in it. Um, oh, for else? Pet uh, Cemetery, John Lithgow is in it. Yeah. I have to be honest, I actually didn't care and for this remake. I didn't see the original, but like Really? Yeah, when I when I saw it cuz I, I went in knowing nothing, but I was excited for it and then I watched it and afterwards I'm like this was horrible. Uh, well, so, I think it's a tough story. It does um, have like a lot of tough topics, subjects to address in a horror film. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it wasn't one I felt, but I like the points you're making. I want to see the original. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just um, the original. What I, I mean, um, they do have um, the one Bryce Bob, the originals, they have uh, what's his name? He played on um, one of the monsters. Like when, when you oh, see him, you'll okay. recognize him. Like my mom, my mom, yeah, my mom recognized him right away because she grew up on like the monsters and like right, family right. and she's like oh my god it's him but uh i mean the remake wasn't like too big uh but i thought it was like just overall so much better like i think the thing that i really latched onto that i really mm-hmm. loved was the girl like the one who played the daughter okay. who um who um gets killed when she oh, sees right, her cat yeah. um she was so she was. Good. She was perfectly creepy and yeah, child performance was wise, they were really good. Oh yeah, like the original, like so not to spoil it, but in the original it's um the son. I have killed. seen that. <laughs> yeah, which um is how it is right. in the book mm-hmm. as well, from yes, what I've heard. Yeah, they changed it. Um, oh. Yeah, they flipped it, which I like that because they um so in the original, the, the girl who plays mm-hmm. the daughter, really annoying. Oh, okay. Like, really annoying. She doesn't play the character the way she... Like, in this, and the the remake, they made her... She just played her, like, so nice, so sweet. Just, like, this sweet little girl. It's so, like, it made it so much sadder when she gets killed right. by the truck. Yeah, so... So I really like that. And again, I love Jason Clark. I just, mm-hmm. it, it was much better 
acting, the story's not that different. I think that what's that's what weighed it down mm-hmm. a bit. But I, I think the fact they tried to kind of explore things a bit nicer because in the original everything was kind of played for mm, scares. Okay. Like they're just like, oh, we're, we're yeah, we're gonna do this to kind of freak you out. We're gonna do this to freak you out. Whereas in this version, like we're kind of coming into the era of they're trying to take horror and not playing it for the visuals and stuff like the the 80s kind of did that they kind of did it the best like we're there's no way we're gonna be what was uh like like we're not gonna make another tar man from night living dead we're not gonna make another frankenstein we're not gonna be able to do all these iconic makeup and effects so let's try to make it more human which kind of has led to like the Mike Flanagan's and the Ariasters who have done these very um, family based psychological right. films that are very like very emotional like very difficult subjects mm-hmm. like um, they, because I'm guessing you've seen Hereditary and yes yeah both of them and honestly with this new direction in horror I don't know if I like it I kind of want to keep the monster in the horror genre but yeah you're right we're definitely in the era of humanizing that yeah and like but and again we're getting like all these remakes that do that like we've had the invisible man remake which i thought was amazing i need to see the original Um, but i do like what elizabeth moss did right um yes because like i don't necessarily like her face but <laughs> to put it <laughs> nicely, but like it's perfect. She is definitely, you know, a scream queen within her own right in the Invisible Man. Oh yeah. Um, I mean the original is very different. I love the original. It's probably my favorite of the Universal mm-hmm. Monsters films. But I love what they did with the mm-hmm. remake. Um, in that um I feel like they kind of were like well, we're kind of in this post-Me Too yes. era. Let's talk about someone who was in an abusive relationship. I do like that because and, that showed, you know, sometimes the biggest monsters are human. And that was, yeah. like, it was great. It had, you know, so many elements, like you said, with Me Too, but also, like, revenge fantasy where she, you know, gets her justice in the end. Like, it it was well done. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think she's coming up as like a big um uh horror icon in a way because I feel like she did that. Oh, Handmaid's Tale um, too. She was just in um Handmaid's Tale, um Us. Oh us, yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though even though her character is kind of um very different, but I, I, I thought she played that character really well. Like she really got into um how awful yes. that character was. And then, of course, making it creepy like, and just... Yeah. Another yeah. good one. Yeah. So, like, that that was just, like, one version of, like, the remake. So I'm really curious to see what um the Candyman remake is I am is so excited for about. that. It looks brilliant, beautiful. I, I want to see Candyman so bad. He's one of my favorites. Like, I watched that when I was a kid. <laughs> 
and I'm very excited to see it. I haven't <gasps> seen the original, <gasps> so. You're killing me. That dramatic, like, jazz. No, just because he, he's, oh it's, my- a, like, just, it's not a beautiful story, but, like, the way it's told makes it beautiful, like, oh, my goodness, and just what, um, oh, goodness, is it, it's Nina DeCosta or something? But I'm so excited for her vision. No, 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 Any for this original? remake. It's just um, it's uh, Jordan Peele is a uh, like executive producer, but it but it's by a female director, and I don't know. And we're bringing we back that. the original Candyman. He is amazing, and I'm excited. I can't wait for it. I mean, they pushed it yeah. back a year, but yeah. and, and uh, I love it'll be worth it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it shows. And I also love um. Yeah, I, I love um what's his name? Um Yaya uh I forget. He has a oh, really no. long name. <laughs> oh, but is he he going to be oh the God, protagonist I'm, I'm, of the film? Yeah, supposedly, um I forget, like it, it looks like he's gonna be kind of um oh Yabi Yaya Abdul Mateen okay. the second. That's his um yeah, he was um the first thing I saw him in was um, uh, oh, okay. Black Mirror. Yeah, he played. Uh, he was opposite uh, um, Falcon, Sam, Sam Wilson. Mm. And yeah, kind of um, a homoerotic type of. It, I think it. <laughs> it was one of um, the Black Mirror episodes. That I think they could have done something a little different, mm, but they yeah. didn't. Um, Oh, so it says he is the. Title I think character. he is. I believe he is taking over for Virginia Manson's role in the original. She is like a communication major or something, and she's starting to do research in the suburbs. And that's when she learns about Candyman. And I think he's taking place Man. of her. Yeah, I I think it looks like he's gonna be kind of an unwilling, like an anti. Mm-hmm. Um, hero type yeah, deal, like I, I or he, I, I think he turns out to be like Candyman within. Like I think it's more psychological. Well, because the same like. thing happens with her too. Yeah, you oh, you gotta okay. you gotta watch the original it. and then you'll see it more so in the trailer. But it's wonderful because for this new one, they're like you already hear like a bit of the backstory for Candyman in the original, but it's not well enough to really see that he's definitely a hero and a savior to the people who like need him most and with the teasers they've been releasing it's just it's very powerful it's gonna make huge statement when it comes out yeah yeah no i again i'm excited like we're just in such an interesting era and i feel like again this is a film that shows like it adjusts to the times um what is going on in horror and it didn't try to be this like fan right. service of sorts it just it, it was like i'm i'm gonna do my own thing and i'm gonna be my right. own film and yeah no, that's what it they all could do. definitely stand alone even without the original i'm now watching the ghostbusters remake continuation with the female cast and honestly it can stand on I, its own yeah i love it I think they did great. I hate how people, mm-hmm. yeah, 
I hate how people just talk smack about that one. That's one that one I get so worked about because I saw it in theaters. I've seen mm-hmm. I've obviously seen the original, um, but it it, it doesn't mm-hmm. stick out of my mind as much. I, I think I, I might rewatch I might rewatch the Do original it, tonight. Sigourney. I'm kind of in the mood. Um, yes. Oh my god. I mean, mm-hmm. that's an iconic cast right there. Um, but, uh, I feel like the remake, like it, it's definitely, if you don't like that brand of humor, if you don't like the Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, Maya Rudolph, like SNL people type of humor, you, you you might not, um, enjoy it as much, but I think it, it, it does, it work it works well for what it is. I just think people who say that it's like awful. I'm like, well, what's really so bad about it? Like that, that's what I want to ask. And I I see people like saying, Oh, this story. I'm like, well, it's very, very much kind of does its own thing. Like the, the story is still very strong. And if you look at it in comparison to the original, it's very much kind of the same vibe. Um, But it's differentiated enough to like, work well and again we we get four like really strong female comedians like probably some probably the four best female mm-hmm. comedians that are out there possibly like leslie jones like just mm-hmm. a character in her own right kate mckinnon is snl royalty like probably the best female comedian we've had since oh, yeah. um gilda radner like and, in terms of sketch comedy then we have Kristen Wiig, who she's just, such a versatile actor. Like even just when she does roles that aren't comedic, they're they're fabulous. Yeah, I'm so excited to see her in um, yes. the Wonder Woman uh, mm-hmm. sequel. I think Wonder it's Woman, Tigress think, or... or something. But yeah, when I heard yeah. that, I'm like, oh, I know she's gonna be fabulous. But ooh, mm-hmm. yeah. And then we have um, I... Melissa McCarthy, who's yeah, great in anything. She's, like mm, just my everything. She's exactly. a national treasure and then even with the costs. director coughing, <laughs> like just all together, it was very well done. But yeah, it it breaks my heart that so many people won't give it a chance. Yeah, so I think people just need to realize that remakes should not be the same as the original, just with new cast right. and better like but filmmaking it, yeah, equipment. It should be more know, like but... continuations, yeah. or like you were mentioning with Friday. Or Fright Night, how, like, they divulge, you know, into these well-established characters, but, you know, give them, like, more well-rounded backstories. For sure. Yeah. And just kind of updated for the times, especially right. since yes, a lot of these Right, yes, if it's a remake, for sure, definitely. Kind of outdated. Add in, you know, in make it modern, throw in your jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Um, but I think we've covered it pretty pretty well here um like again we both love these films so much i'm pretty sure we could Mm -hmm. talk about it forever i I definitely could (laughs) but um i'm not gonna keep (laughs) i'm not gonna keep us up all night so um monica um do you have anything to plug like where do people find find me um Um, no worries you can find me on instagram at four est dot d o h l forest all Perfect. Um, Wonderful. No Twitter? It's full of K-pop stuff, so probably not. 
<laughs> we love that though. You're the, you're the person I go to when I I know I missed out on something with BTS. Well, okay, okay. Like, so for the Bluebird app, uh, it is also <laughs> Forestall, but it is <laughs> for the Bluebird. It's spelled Forest and then D A H L Forestall. <laughs> oh my god. Also, um. Uh, happy birthday to Jimin. I know it's been a few days, but happy birthday to you. I love you. You're an angel, a king. Um, please be my husband. Um, I'm single. I'm cute. Oh, my um, goodness. Little and desperate. Mochi. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Little Mochi. He's, he's, oh, he's, he's, my, he's my favorite. Okay, okay. I love him. He is. He is. Um, I, I think the other one that I really like is um, Taeyong. Uh, Taeyong. V. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, again, I probably butchered they're the name. Different, you know, but I love rap line. I, I'm still getting used to it. Rap line. So RM Wait, is the yours? and then J Hope and Sugar. Oh, oh, of course. Yeah, of babies. course. Also Jin. Of course. <laughs> but I mean, I love all of them. You know, OT Seven. We're proud of them. They're beautiful humans. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we uh, we'll have to have a, a K-pop episode. Well, Grant, I, I only show you to more. BTS, but um. if you want that rabbit hole, Timmy, <laughs> <laughs> that sounded so like weirdly like Timmy. I will show you Come more. To <laughs> I was we like, have I'm like, okay, and BTS. These, <laughs> yeah. I still haven't gone far enough down the BTS rabbit hole. And I all I listen to is Dynamite, which is like is stupid, but it's such song. a good song. It is wonderful. But there is more Timmy. <laughs> there are the songs. There is more. I have listened to others. It's just I, I'm, I I'm very mainstream. I actually just off, found so. a new group that is very um, poppy. Maybe I'll, I'll tell you about them later. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, thank you okay. for having me again, but... Timmy. I hope you watch more <laughs> vampire films. Van Helsing with Hugh Jackman. You need to watch it. Of course. Um, and before of we course. go, I have to put in my plugs, of course. Um, so uh, you can find me on <laughs> Twitter, the Bluebird app, um, as we're calling it now, <laughs> as the kids are calling it these days, which I, I, I call it the bird app. <laughs> <laughs> stupid fucking bird app um on twitter instagram and tiktok you can find me at at queen timothy i that's queen spelled k-w-e-e-n and then timothy and then i like the roman numeral roman numeral except it's lowercase because the first i'm the one the only and then for um any more podcast updates on when we release new episodes all that good stuff you can follow us on twitter at ITKTR podcast. That's ITKTR and then podcast is spelled if you can't spell it P O D C A S T. Um, so thank you again, Miss Monica, for being on again. Always this a good so time with fun. you, Jimmy. Thank you. Yeah. You've been oh, a fabulous you. guest both times. I love it. Yeah. And for everyone else, continue to be the kings, queens, and non-binary monarchs in your life. And I'll see you back in the throne room. Keep it spooky, friends.